You're listening to Messages of Infinite Light with Ain Kate Sullivan, the show that helps us discover the truth of who we are and imagines where we are going as masterful creators. Welcome and blessings. This is Ann Kate Sullivan, co-host of Messages of Infinite Light, where we explore solutions for an evolving humanity. And today we're going to be speaking about help. So this is really what happens when we're not feeling connected to the infinite light, which is just as important. We need to explore not only the ways in which we're connected, but the ways that we disconnect. Because when we bring awareness into situations, we also bring mastery. Speaking of which, I share this podcast with my masterful co-host, Mirabai Devi. And she's done some amazing episodes you might want to go back and listen to. But today, this is a monologue. And let's dive in and explore what happens when we don't feel connected to the divine, or maybe not even basic goodness. What happens in that shadowy place where we're feeling pain and suffering? And how do we go about connecting in again? And I want you to know it's very human. It happens to everyone, unless you're a, you know, completely established in, in the light. Most of us are playing in the realm of dualism and we are pol- polishing our pearls together. That's what I like to think of it. We we bump into each other. We learn. We grow. And when we get back together with our families and people we haven't seen for a long time, we might bump in harder. And there are wonderful opportunities here for growth. If we can see it that way, if we can go, wow, that just really evoked an old wound, then you know, we might be able to just jot that down and go, okay, I've got some other stuff to work on when I get home. <laughs> so let's explore this. It's a little bold. It's a little, you know, you, you know, but ultimately what happens when we bring the light into the shadows, then we're able to connect in again. So I'm going to take a little break here. And when we get back, we will explore help. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla. Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Messages of Infinite Light. So Mirabai Devi and I have done several inspiring episodes now, and I invite you to listen to them on superpowerexperts.com slash power up slash messages of infinite light. And you might really love Mirabai's episode called Clearing and Releasing Negativity, in which she shows us the way uh, back to our higher self and how the higher self can act like an angel. So, you know, we think it's easy to access this higher self, to access the guardian angel. And I will say one thing, this structure, this soulful structure that is our higher self, that is eternal, is always there. What happens is because we have an ego or persona, we can feel disconnected from source. And 
you know, usually it's a wound. It's something somebody says it triggers an old wound, often from childhood. And all of a sudden we're no longer connected in. And really most suffering arises from this place. So, uh, in the diamond approach, um, H almost talks about the super ego or the inner critic being the main structure that keeps us from living in a state of self-realization. And that's a good thing to keep in mind as we're sitting around the dinner table. And all of a sudden we have these judging voices in our own minds and maybe even want to engage in criticism and judgment ourselves. And that's, um, so again, what do we do? We light our torch, we bring awareness to that situation. And then if we, uh, if we're masterful in the moment, we don't engage it. And if we're not masterful in the moment, then we go back and uh, think about these patterns later. And, you know, at any point we can engage in the many spiritual practices that help us clear blockages and help us keep centered like prayer, meditation, mantra, yoga, and self-inquiry. And yet there are certain times when none of those things work. You know, as Ram Dass says, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. And this isn't to say that our families are all horrible, but they created our ego. And because, you know, and our ego is a distortion of our soul. And so our family is really designed to test us. And they also program the super ego. So again, if we can, <laughs> the great attitude is, wow. That was painful. Oh, look, I've got another piece to work on. Let me drop that down. I'm sure there's some gold at the end of that one, some great wisdom. I'll work on it later. So if you can just sort of keep a note of it, that's that's actually really great. Again, how do we deal with it? Bring awareness to whatever, whatever is hurting or wherever we happen to find ourselves. One another thing that we need, we tend to do is um involve ourselves in object relations or projections and particularly negative merging, which is a psychological term, uh, which, which really, I mean, we probably all felt it. So maybe there's an aspect of ourselves that we don't like or an aspect of ourselves that we do like, and we're looking at another person and we're either putting the other person down because they remind us of something we don't like about ourselves, or we're idealizing something in another because we'd really like to develop that quality or really recognize that quality within ourselves. And the mind really likes to engage in this type of labeling. Uh, it can become quite sword-like <laughs> and, and, you know, Excalibur is a wonderful tool, but uh, we need to use it as a magical sword for self-realization not for wounding or, you know, sometimes for defense, but let's talk about negative merging for a minute. Cause it is really interesting. Um, negative merging again, is a psychological term and something that A.H. Almas at the Ridwan school speaks about quite a lot. And it's really the attachment to negative relationships which is odd, but in families, particularly dysfunctional families, um, we long for love. We want the family to heal. We want the family to be a particular way. And we have an attachment to that. 
we don't want to give that vision up of the perfect family or you know, getting loved by someone who hasn't shown up for us yet. And we still think they should. And this creates an enormous amount of pain. It's actually, it's actually hope in this particular case, the hope for something that will never happen that creates the pain. Uh, I think, I think uh, maybe it was Freud who called it the libidinal ego And so it's the ego infused with energy and vigor and strength and intelligence and all sorts of things. It's, it's, it's got this light, this idea, and it's sure that if it just brings this one piece to the family, that everything is going to be healed and whole. I'm going to give it to my children, to my husband, to everything. And then it doesn't work. And at which point you wind up feeling like a failure and frustrated and ungrateful at that point, you get into negative merging. And, and, you know, some people might relate to this and some other people might not. But those of you who relate, let's keep going. Because I would say most of us in, involve ourselves in negative merging. And when you really get into that shadow dance, where you just really despise this other person who's across from you, and you're, but you can't let them go. It's like there's a, a tension between the two of you, and you just have to have that argument. You just have to have that fight. You just have to sometimes just really hate them. And the reason I think it's important to bring awareness into this is because when we can catch ourselves doing this, this negative merge, we're much less likely to act it out. You were much more likely to be able to turn to peace much more quickly and to realize, oh, this is just a structure. It's just a structure of my ego because my true self is loving and light and harmony and bliss. And I'm engaged in something right now that's not real. It's an illusion. It's probably related to something that feels real. It's it's related to some kind of maybe an event or something that happened in childhood. but. But it's not, if it's not love, it's probably not real. So we bring the light into it to discover what it is. Now, one great way that I, I really like to use is um, to practice gestalt or talking to this part. Uh, there's a wonderful book. I don't remember the author right now, but it's called No Bad Parts as part of the internal family systems work. And uh Basically, what we do is this part that feels wounded, we put it in a chair and then we put ourselves in another chair and we have a chat and that and we allow that part who feels upset to speak. Like, why is it upset? And it tells us because we are mature and we can love that part and we can bring that part back into our own parts. And and that's really the way that we heal our fragments. We do it ourselves. We bring the little child or the teenager that something happened to or the divorced person who's still in pain, whatever, right? We all have these stories. We bring those fragmented pieces back into our own hearts, back into the flame of our own hearts. We bring the awareness of them home. We can also do another exercise where we put our angel in our different in a different chair, especially if we're not feeling connected, we might put God in another chair, or Jesus, or Buddha, or whoever, and sit and talk to that idealized 
deity and I'll let that idealized deity speak to us too. And you might go back and forth until you realize that you're probably closer than you think. So this is a, a called Gestalt and it's a perfect kind of self-inquiry to bring you back to wholeness. And, and um, I personally practice self-inquiry every day or sometimes dial or actually dialectic inquiry with my husband most days. And I find that that inquiry is, you know, it's known and it has been known for thousands of years as the primary path to self-realization. And, and realization is not so much about transcending out of this world. It's realization is, is actually much more about bringing heaven to earth, about living fully here now, even if you're experiencing pain or something negative or something, you know, just something distorted. It's to bring the awareness there because when we bring our awareness into those places, they naturally undistort. We all of a sudden go, oh, that's why I was feeling this way. This happened to me here. Okay, let me take care of this, this inner child and who sort of split off and felt misunderstood. And let me bring her home again because I'm mature and I can do that. You know, and if you don't feel mature enough to do that, you can ask your future self or your higher self to do that. Ask your higher self to bring these fragments home again. And this is what I think of as achieving the Holy Grail. We go look for the holes, and usually within those holes are hallows or sacred treasures. And that's when the work becomes fun. You go, oh, I'm going to walk into the shadows over there, and what am I going to find? Oh, perhaps. Perhaps it's it's some kind of magical spear you know, that can heal or wound, like that can heal, hopefully. And we we go and we find our colors and our and our sacred treasures. And a little bit at a time, we put ourselves back together again. And in building our own round table and our own fortress, we learn to trust ourselves. And uh, we learn we learn that we can live here. We can live here in peace, not in fear. We don't have to be in fear. Uh, you know, fear is just a contraction of the ego because in truth, we're eternal beings. We're here for as long as we're meant to be, and then we move on. But it's also important that we're here. It's important that we have a body, that we get to have this experience of being part of this wondrous earth, um, and that we get to experience ourselves as separate. And so that's part of the dualistic challenge, but gift. It's a paradox of this world. Spiritual world is full of all kinds of contradictions and paradoxes, but that's the mystery. That's the mystery. We don't, we don't have all the answers. We're not supposed to have all the answers, but what we can do is we can ask really good questions and we can ask each other really good questions. We don't need to have answers for anybody. We don't need to fix anybody. And actually, if we really trust the unfolding divine. Everything is actually perfect. Whatever the news says, whatever the external reality seems to be showing us in truth, if you really go into your heart, if you really feel the flame of your heart, everything is unfolding perfectly. And, you know, I would just say, let's tolerate these, all these pieces, these fragments, these things that we're ashamed of that we think that we need to hide these judgments that have been, let's let them all go. Let's just put them in the flame for 
transformation because that light is real. The sound is real. The color is real. The events that we've engaged in were experiences that we involved ourselves in for learning. And that's all. So I think one great practice that we can do is the Hawaiian practice of oponopono. And I mean, in short, it's just basically taking a deep breath, putting your hands on your heart, and you say, dear so-and-so, I forgive you. Please forgive me. Let's forgive each other. Let's live in peace. And you can say it over and over, and you can add pieces to it, but it's basically just like humanity. I forgive you. You forgive me. Let's forgive each other and live in peace. And you can do it to any any negative merge that you can find, you know, maybe a political party or maybe any place where you feel divided, because wherever that division is, there's an untruth. There's a negative merge. The truth is unity consciousness. And so, and it's fun sometimes to take out those, those different aspects that you think, oh, but that's really horrible. I could never, I could never understand that. Take those out and look at those too, because everything has wisdom in it, everything. And when we see the wisdom in you know, it's a distortion that we carry. I tend to fall. I tend to fall in love with that wisdom that emerges. I'm like, oh, oh, and the, my, my heart just grows. And I don't, I don't, well, anyway, <laughs> I don't want to get too personal here. But basically what happens is that the inner critic will start to calm down. And when the inner critic calms down, we can become incredibly creative and imaginative. And that is when we're really working in harmony with the divine. When we're not trying to control and manipulate and dominate, but instead we're aligned and we're allowing our true nature to show us its unfoldment. And then we naturally become the artists engaging in our lives. And from that place, it's very peaceful and very loving and people are very attracted to it. And we tend to naturally form communities that are of people who are doing something similar. And together we can polish our pearls. We can create a a round table of people who believe in love and light and truth. And we can connect to our higher selves in that place of peace. So I will just leave you with that little love letter for the holidays. (laughs) I hope that each one of us can find that peace in our hearts, that peace on earth. And remember, it begins within each one of us, just lighting the flame of our heart and, and not doing anything with it, just focusing on that flame Just allowing it to recycle what doesn't feel like love and light. If we need to, we can up-level through positive thinking, asking the help of angels, saints, Jesus, Mary, Buddha, Kuan Yin, the sun, the moon, the stars, right? The earth. We can, can, when we ask for help, it tends to come. Ask and you shall receive. So I think I will just, 
leave you now with the radiance, this little idea right now, if you can just imagine right now that you're taking a candle out and the flame magically turns on and that beautiful point of light is, is your soul. There it is. And you just recognize that it's in your heart and you just see that flame growing brighter and it's burning off any dross, any negativity, anything that keeps you from really feeling the radiance, the sun spirit that's in there. And know as this, as this burns within your heart, as this flame, this eternal flame burns within your heart, that this is your true self. And when you're not feeling this radiance and warmth and light and creativity and imagination, you've evolved, you, you have gone into some kind of distortion. Just bring awareness to it. Oh, and light that flame again. That's all we have to do. As soon as you turn on the light, the shadows flee. So keep that flame on <laughs> and have an amazing, amazing um, new year. Yeah. So anyway, if you want to check out any of my fables or fairy tales, I've got a new book out called Whisper Angel, um, which I feel was given to me from the angels. And it's available everywhere if you want to pick up a copy and share it with your friends. It's on Amazon, Barnes Noble, whatever. It's called Whisper Angel. And it's, it does have a nice transmission in it. So I hope you'll get a few copies and share it with your friends. I hope you'll keep that light on. And thank you. Thank you to everyone who has joined in. May your lives be filled with divine love, divine light, and much peace. Many blessings. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.